We got some new polling numbers regarding that old migrant crisis. And it shows that 70% of Canadians don't actually feel that the Trudeau Liberals have a clear plan to deal with thousands now crossing in illegally. Another 57% don't believe the feds are providing enough support. And you'll recall on Thursday when Premier Ford told the feds that the province is no longer going to foot the expenses, he wasn't kidding. So far, they've only given $11 million to Toronto, which declared a crisis a couple of weeks back because the bill is now soaring way past $65 million and there's literally no more room at shelters. And these people are still coming in. And the mayor of Toronto has said, we can't do this anymore. But instead of actually dealing with it and closing the border point off or coming up with a plan or any plan at all, the feds are politicizing this issue, saying it's causing division. And they assert any opposition to it as racist, which apparently is their plan. Don't fix the mess they created. Instead, use it for political purposes. John Wright is the CEO over at Dart Insight and Communications. He did this polling, and he joins me now with the numbers. John, you got the numbers in, and they're actually pretty high. Um, What does this signal, what you're seeing with these numbers, when you get a number like 70%, what does this spell for a, a, a guy that was so popular but now is seeing these negative numbers? Well, it means that he hasn't got one of the planks of his campaign um, in, in place for the next election, that's for sure. It means that it, we have a prime minister who is uh, obviously being well known for dealing with the immigrant and the refugee situation. They are two, two different things, but they kind of go into the same pot. And many people across this country don't believe that the government has a plan for that, 70% in fact. So it, it has to be communicated to Canadians what you're going to do about a serious situation, which is on the news almost nightly. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, major figures across this country from city mayors through to uh, premiers who are saying we don't have the resources to deal with this situation in our communities. So there's something lacking here when you don't have responses to that. Yeah, and I get the sense just from the numbers and, and reading of what you found that Trudeau, I don't even think Trudeau sees this as a problem. Well, he, you know what, you can only know that from how he demonstrates his ability to fix it or his desire to fix it. And there are two things that come from that. Number one is that the uh, federal government, for instance, is providing Ontario with, uh, I think it's $11 million a year to deal with this as a, as a province, whereas in the city of Toronto, uh, with a lot of uh, immigrants and refugees who are in uh, dorms and in taking up emergency shelters, uh, the mayor is looking for almost $60 million, and this can be replicated in other places across the country. So his lack of response to that shows that. The second thing is the tendency to turn this into a, um, a castigating uh, way of going after those who criticize the government. I mean, we've seen it in the last win campaign, where if you raised a, a finger to any of these issues and said that uh, the government wasn't responding effectively, we have to do something about the sovereignty of our borders, that you're automatically uh, labeled as someone who's anti-immigrant right. or uh, racist. And so that in itself, plus the other issue, really shows that he, he just is sidestepping the issue. And I think like some of the other things, like the groping gate that we've witnessed over the last period of time, if he doesn't 
deal with that, this is going to really catch up to him. Right. And and we'll touch upon that in a minute. But just getting back to this point, I mean, I I think you make an interesting point because right now you're hearing the talking points. They started coming out on Friday after the premier um, sent out a note to the Fed saying, your mess, you clean it up. We are not going to pay uh, for your mess. Um, Quickly, we started to seeing these talking points demonizing opposition, as you say, uh, you know, fear and division, almost painting those who raise any kind of, um, you know, opposition to it, that you're racist. And that's a very good political tool. I mean, it helped in the last election to get Trudeau elected. But I get the sense that, you know, people won't take kindly to that because we're generous to a point and then they just see it as being taken advantage of. Well, here's the problem with uh, the sense that this is a narrow-casted wedge issue. Uh, it's called 70% of the public feels this way. So if you want to point fingers at uh, the people who are saying we have a problem, and if you have between 6 and 10 and 8 and 10 people who believe that there are problems in this country with it, then you're painting everybody with that brush. So that doesn't get to anywhere. Uh, you know, the, the critical thing in this, uh, right now is when you've got leaders at different levels of government who are crying out for uh, some kind of contribution from the federal government to deal with these matters, um, then it's going to stay focused right on Trudeau, and he can't deal with this by simply calling people names. So I mean, it's, he's got to do something by making it very public and making it very structured that certain things are going to be done on this file. And I think it would be smarter to do it now versus, let's say, in a month, a month and a half when, you know, students come back, the weather starts to turn cooler and you've got a whole bunch of people that have nowhere to go when you actually have a real, real crisis. Well, it's, I, I agree with you. But I think the other thing is that this is not going to go away unless it is addressed. And there's a black and white piece here where you've got, uh, again, you've got premiers in Quebec, uh, in Ontario, um, at the city levels in both of those provinces, and then others across the country who are saying that it's a mess. I I like to put it a little differently. If you take a look at some of the other policies that this government has had on marijuana, on on the pipeline, on this, there's a bit of a trend, and that's what I call a dump-and-run government. Government, essentially, where they are approving uh, certain policies uh, and then leaving it up to everybody else to figure it out. I mean, this is marijuana, you know, on October the 17th, and then the day afterwards, everybody else in the country, you know, while while the the Prime Minister is celebrating the passage of something he thinks is really important, is we've got police forces, we've got communities, we've got educators, we've got a whole bunch of people across the country saying, well, how are we going to deal with this? I, I, I do think that just throwing money at these issues, whether it be pipelines or marijuana or anything else, is not going to solve it. Right. And he's got to show some kind of leadership in these things to try and make things work. Well, that would be nice. Um, getting back to your point, though, on um, the kokanee gro- groping situation, mm-hmm. I, don't, uh, I, I foresee some polling coming out on this probably quite soon. Do you get the sense that um, he's also going to be seeing some negative numbers here? Well, I think so. I mean, what are the kind of questions a poll would ask? Uh, you know, if you've heard about it, uh, do you think he should have said something different than what he did? Uh, do, do you think there should be an investigation, which there wouldn't be? Uh, you know, I, I don't know what I would ask necessarily, except that do you think his behavior was appropriate? But I do know 
pretty much how he would have solved this potentially at the outset, and that is if he'd taken ownership of it, right. and he's essentially said, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, if anything happened uh, that was untoward, I deeply and unreservedly po- apologize for that. Uh, I don't know why there's the dancing on the heads of pins when it comes to this and talking about benign, um, you know, interactions with human beings. That's what he, he <laughs> sort of is talking about, and you don't know whether... He's doing that because there may be others who are about to come and, and say something. But, I mean, from a communications 101 point of view, the longer he lets these issues stay out there without addressing them properly and in a term that mom-and-pop front porch can actually understand, the longer it, it, it's just lit a fuse and continues. Very, very similarly, very similarly, Alex, to the India trip, yeah. where we in this country knew after three days he was in, in the soup. Uh, but it took him another five or six days and then coming back to Canada before he even felt it. Sure, right. And interestingly, it'll, it, it, who knows where this story is going to go, but I tend to agree with you. The longer they dance around this thing, they're making it much worse than it had to, uh, had to be. And if anybody else comes out, I would have to think that they are in a lot of trouble. Well, the biggest issue that the Prime Minister has on this topic is because of his evangelism um, in the belief of what women say and how men should react. I, I mean, you can't take that away because it's a, a central tenet to what the government has been about. And so it, here he is, right in the crosshairs of the very issue that he's dealt with, right. and he can't seem to own, take ownership of it. Uh, and I think that's the thing which will, in fact, be the, you know, the question whether this is simply hypocrisy or it's just politics. Well, you know, when Flair, which I don't read... Uh, and Chatelaine now, when both of those kinds of publications that are geared directly to his voters, when they pick up on an issue and both are saying, yeah, blew it. I think he's got some problems on this one. Well, let's put it this way. When you go into an election campaign, you don't go in usually with just one issue. But you go in with a character assessment of a government and uh, a leader who's been in power, and you have to decide whether you want to throw them out. And if you start to join a number of these key things, um, into a pattern, then there's a character that emerges. It may not be the true character of the person, but you can paint them with it. And I suggest that this is one of uh, those things, as I said, marijuana, um, uh, the border issue. Uh, I can go through on a whole bunch, indigenous, environment, a whole series of, as again, evangelical issues with no apparent completion or substance of, of accomplishment on any of them. Um, you know, the, the uh, um, Royal Commission is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I could go through all of those things. I think when you put those all together, what you basically have is selfies and selfie policy. Really nice pictures in the window, but no substance on the ground. And I think that's the thing you paint him with. Well, I'll look forward to your next poll. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. John Wright joining us tonight. We'll wait for that next polling numbers with the uh, Groper Gate. See where it lands. I, I don't buy all polls, but when you start to see them collectively and they start to show a trend, then you got a problem. On point on Global News Radio.